Who will play quarterback for the NFL football teams in 2023? Matt and I projecting every starting quarterback after this. What is going to be a wild quarterback carousel coming up this offseason right now on today's Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson here with you, as always, at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL on Twitter. Get those mailbag questions in for later in the week. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by BetterHelp. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online, available to people worldwide. And they have a special offer for our listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on. So this is a pretty big conversation. It's a hefty yeah. one. We're going to start on the AFC side. We're going to go through every team and uh, and tell you who their starting quarterback is going to be. And there's going to be maybe more movement than I expected coming into this offseason. It's going to be another wild one. So buckle up and we might be a little short on quarterbacks this year. Yeah, I mean, Brady's retirement eliminates one starter. Um, so a couple layers to this is I don't pretend to have a crystal ball, but, you know, there, there's guys like Derek Carr are going to change teams and they're going to end up somewhere. So when you do this, I think we both found there's a handful of teams that probably aren't happy with the end results, you know, like that aren't don't have a chair to sit in that they're comfortable. I mean, that chair has nails on it. I mean, it, it's not real comfy whatsoever. And I also think what's interesting too, and this is a different conversation, but we touched on it last week is I've been told by a lot of people close to the league or even in the league that backup quarterbacks value are about to spike as well, because we saw, I don't know, 800 different starters this year. I mean, teams are, so, you know, we're going to start with Buffalo, obviously Josh Allen, we're projecting him to be their starter, but Mike, Kansas city, uh, Buffalo, you know, teams that have surefire or Cincinnati, might they still be active in the quarterback market is what I'm saying. Right. Or uh, for a team like my hometown 49ers, uh, maybe yeah. a third and fourth string quarterback would be necessary to get through the season. <laughs> right, right. And that wasn't uncommon. The Rams, oh. I mean, the Jets. When quarterbacks start making $50 million, uh, the, the, the backup salary is also going to creep in some cases, right? And especially oh, yeah. when you start considering who you have to compete against because you might have a better shot at potentially getting a starting gig somewhere versus somewhere else. So, yeah. Um, a, a lot of factors there, and we're not even talking about backup quarterbacks. We'll mention a lot of backup quarterbacks, I think, because that's how some of these scenarios play out. But let's start with the AFC East, and uh, Josh Allen is a, is an easy one. So if we can move past sure. the Buffalo Bills, I think here. Yeah, I'll yeah, that, that's a slam dunk. There's five to ten teams that are flat or just flat out easy ones. The New England Patriots, Mac Jones, is it that simple? Things were not quite as uh, picture perfect as we thought maybe for Mac Jones and the Patriots last year, but they got themselves an offensive coordinator, and I think that was a bigger deal. I think so, but I think, I mean, you, I think he's on thin ice or the hot seat, Mac Jones, you know, like it's put up or shut up time this year. Does that mean they might insert a Jacoby Brissett or, you know, a, a stronger backup plan? 
but we only have one name per team. And I also have Mac Jones as who they're projecting as their starter. Maybe, and some of these guys will be first round picks and that doesn't guarantee they're going to play in week one. It might be a picket Trubisky situation for some of these teams. Yes. But real quick on Mac Jones, as I did a little bit more homework on this and there's several podcasts that mentioned it, that what they did with O'Brien is when O'Brien, you know how Alabama has gone through these offensive coordinators at a rapid rate and they're always yes. big name guys and it's a great place to go win a bunch of games, maybe a national championship, go back to the league. Well, what Saban does with those guys, it's not, hey, Bill O'Brien, bring your system to Tuscaloosa. It's, hey, Bill O'Brien, you're going to run the Bama system now. Well, you know who ran the Bama system pretty well a couple years ago? Mac Jones. Yeah, uh, he did okay running that. Yeah. <laughs> right, 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 right. So Got himself drafted in the first round, and, and so we'll see how that turns out for the Patriots. Mac Jones, New England Patriots starter. Uh, I don't think we're breaking any news there. This is where it starts to get difficult. And by the way, Matt, you talked yeah. about one name, one name per – I got two columns on mine. I cheated on my list. I know you haven't seen my list yet. Matt and I each have separate lists here of who we think is going to be the starters for each team in the NFL. And so I do have scenarios for teams where it's who the week one guy is, but who the real guy is maybe behind them in some of those scenarios. Okay. Okay. Interesting. I just want to let you know that I've got that coming as well. But the Miami Dolphins, this Tua situation is simple on one hand, but not so simple on the other hand. They have to figure out a number two for sure, because they need uh, that. There's no guarantees that two is going to have the, the, the career. We all thought like, it was kind of scary. It's a normal tackle is knocking him out with a concussion. You got to be very careful there Tua does with his own career. And the Miami dolphins have to really make sure that they're covered for potentially uh, basically need two starting quarterbacks on the roster going into the season. I think it's the only way they can play it. Yeah. I, I, I don't have a second column, but the Dolphins deserve a second column. And maybe it's Tua and Bridgewater again because of the familiarity. And I would understand that because Bridgewater has been around the block. I don't have Teddy as one of these 32. Um, when Brady was out there, though, I thought there was a non-zero percent chance that the Brady that Brady was Miami's starting quarterback. Like, I don't know if they trust Tua, but he's my answer to this equation. I didn't even know this was a thing, but he just got off concussion protocol like three or four days ago. It's 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 a scary situation. And, yeah, and that's a serious one. We're talking about the human brain. Uh, and so luckily there there's I think there's enough number two types out there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and basically I just have question marks in that second category for me after Tua. But, you know, is it someone like you know, uh, Darnold or Andy Dalton or one of those guys that started games in the NFL. I feel like, you know, or maybe it's just Teddy Bridgewater again. Um, And who knows, maybe, you know, a draft pick uh, is the number three guy who could potentially Mm -hmm. be a guy there too that's drafted and maybe not in the first round, but, you know, somewhere where you think you might have somebody. So a dark horse team there for quarterbacks is the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, and they might be the poster boy for what I said to start the show of we better address our backup quarterback like it's a starting as much as we do our starting left guard or starting middle linebacker, you know? And we both projected the same blockbuster here with the New York Jets, Matt. Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. But <laughs> pull back the curtain. We were talking off the air. I, I saw this morning, and it was from an email that I got from Matthew Berry's website, that there are odds in Vegas right now of where will Aaron Rodgers play next year. And the odds that you pay the pay off the worst are Vegas. And I just thought we'll get to Vegas, but I just thought Vegas should rebuild and not push their chips in again. I think that's not a wise move for Vegas, but there's a lot of rumbling the last 24, 48 hours that they're the leader in the clubhouse. But I went with Rogers to the jets 
and keeping Wilson there to learn. That also is a blurb I semi-believe that I read this morning that we plan on keeping Zach Wilson and developing him, but he's not in the equation for the number one spot for me. I don't like it for the Raiders. I like it better for the Jets, so that's why I went with the Jets. I just like the fit so much better, but there was that – Pro-Am golf tournament. I think that's where some of this is coming from. And uh, Rogers and his old buddy, Devontae Adams, taking selfies with each other there. Um, for the development of the team, like Aaron Rodgers would have a worse team aside from having his number one receiver again if he went from oh. Green Bay to the Las Vegas Raiders. And it's really not even close. It's almost every single position group, to be honest with you. Um, and I assume the Raiders wouldn't have a first-round pick. You know, right, because yeah, oh, yeah, right, 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 right. They'd have nothing else to add. No, that's gone, right? Right. Uh, and it's the sweetheart of a trade. And I would imagine Green Bay would be pretty set on getting that number seven pick if that was the case. So, um, I don't know. Maybe just that's the place he wants to go, and that's where it would end up working out. And I can see why people would be drawing those connections. But for me, mm-hmm. the fit is still the Jets. Hearing what Dave Ziegler, the GM of the, the Raiders, talked about, and we'll get more into the Raiders there, it just didn't sound like blockbuster we're going to get one guy at quarterback to fix everything was the path that they were going to take this offseason. So I still don't like the Vegas fit, but I understand why it would be trending right now. If Rodgers were to end up in Vegas, I would put Carr in the spot. I, I, I thought about Jimmy, but they fired LaFleur, so it's not the Niner connection like it quite was on offense. Right. So I can mm-hmm. see a Carr, Carr to the Jets move too. Yeah, and I would say for the Jets, I would just stick with Matt White rather than going n- – Rather than not going big, I would probably just say, oh, let's try Matt, Mike, Mike White again and for cheaper, um, uh, especially if there's no coach connection anymore. You know, there's the head coach connection, with Jimmy coach Garoppolo, head, right. but not the offense connection anymore, changing offensive coordinators with Jimmy Garoppolo. I think they would aim. I think they would aim bigger and I think they should aim bigger. And mm-hmm. uh, Aaron Rodgers to the Jets is on both of our lists. So there we go. The first blockbuster there. We'll finish up the ACE, AFC side of things today. We'll we'll do the NFC side probably tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. We'll do a, a Wednesday a mailbag here because uh, there's a lot of conversations with these teams to, to pack the whole NFL into one show. So we'll finish up the AFC side of things next. AFC North quarterbacks, AFC South quarterbacks, AFC West quarterbacks. Who will be starting for these teams in 2023 when the carousel stops this offseason. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Life doesn't come with the user's manual, and it would be really awesome if it did, right? Because uh, when, when things aren't working out for you, it's normal to feel stuck. And that's where therapy comes in to help you feel unstuck. Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions, learn productive coping skills. That's just, uh, I mean, that is the most important thing, right? Just to, just to check in, make sure they're, 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 they're helping you illuminate that roadmap of life every single week to check in. It's like, ah, oh, yes, here, okay, I need a left turn here really bad. Right. Uh, and just checking in every week and, and, and getting the skills to continue to help yourself fix your own problems. Um, it is a complex engine called you and therapy is the closest thing to that guided tour to get you through it and learn those coping skills to, to find answers to some of your own problems throughout life. Better help has connected over 3 million people with licensed therapists. It's convenient, secure, and accessible anywhere, 100% online. We're not talking about waiting rooms and traffic, getting to your appointment, rushing after work, trying to fit things in. No endless searching for the right therapist. It's so easy to change therapists if you don't like the one that you're matched with at BetterHelp. 
in-person therapy, all the benefits, except it's more convenient, more accessible, and more affordable. So get unstuck with BetterHelp. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOn. Super excited about our latest sponsor, which is America's number one sports book. That's right, FanDuel. And it's the only app you need this year for your Super Bowl 57 party because they've got the no sweat first bet. If you download FanDuel now, get your no sweat first bet for Super Bowl 57, where you'll get up to $3,000 back from your uh, in bonus bets from your first bet if it doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything, of course, with Super Bowl. There's the, the point spread. There's the money line. Who will score the first touchdown? Tons of prop bets. Build your own parlay. Same game parlays. Uh, super easy to use. Intuitive website. And, of course, not just NFL. We're talking NBA, Major League Baseball, everything. Throughout the year, FanDuel is where it's at. It's uh, a safe, secure sports book, super easy to use, and it is the official sports book partner now of Locked On Podcast Network and the NFL. So join FanDuel today, fanduel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports book partner of the NFL. Moving on to the AFC North, Matt, a division that you are extremely familiar with. Here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I've, I see a name here next to Baltimore. This is my hardest team. It doesn't say Lamar Jackson. <laughs> it does not. I don't think he's going to be a Raven. I have him going to an NFC team. Uh, we'll talk about that tomorrow, uh, you know, so we can figure that out. But I could see them. Uh, well, a couple layers here. Again, this was my hardest team because just the offensive coordinators that they're currently talking to, I think the offense is going to look a lot more traditional. And I could see Harbaugh saying, give me, we'll we'll turn some of our car pick or some of our Lamar picks into car. We'll run it back. We'll draft a receiver in the first round, still run the ball. Well, not demand a ton from our quarterback, play good defense and take our chances. But I had Carl Landing somewhere else. So I have Andy Dalton here, which kind of turns my stomach. But <laughs> he would just caretake the heck out of it. And maybe they would draft the guy in the second round or move up for somebody. Or I know Huntley's on the team and he's, quote, a pro bowler, which is also hilarious. But this was my hardest team. And it's not because I'm biased against the Ravens, folks. But I kind of screwed the Ravens. Because a couple teams are going to get screwed. It's so there's not enough, but that's there's not a, enough. You know, this is a musical chairs, and someone's going to be sitting there and they're going to have Andy Dalton as their starter or Jameis Winston or, as their starter, right? Or, or Baker or Wentz or maybe, you know. yeah, Sam Darnold, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. it's it's going to be that way. Um, I it would be hard to imagine that they that the Ravens go through all. And by the way, I, I'd probably just put Huntley as the starter over Dalton if this was the case in, in this you. scenario. You know, I thought he was really bad though. It, it's uh, I, it would be odd for them to go through all that because they'll have a million picks and have not figured something else out too. Mm-hmm. So that's why I could not. That's why uh, on my list, I don't have Lamar Jackson either. And by the way, no the latest, the latest report here, I, I got to get it right. That uh, this from, I believe ESPN's Jeremy Fowler that the yes, ESPN at J Fowler, ESPN, Jeremy Fowler talking on ESPN. Lamar Jackson could be, $100 million apart in contract talks with the Baltimore Ravens right now. 
And that seems that, like a lot. And that quote, those trade calls are coming. So everything is you know, offensive coordinator, all this, everything is leading more and more and more to me the way the season ended uh, with Lamar. And it just, everything's leading more and more to me that this is going to be a trade situation. So uh, I've got Derek Carr uh, on the list here at okay. the quarterback of the Baltimore Ravens in 2023, because of your gaining picks, you're paying less in the end. And obviously you can still win. getting a starting caliber quarterback that could probably win a whole bunch of games. And, and to be honest with you, of 17 games of car last year, the Ravens would be in a better spot than they ended up. And they were still a playoff team. Yeah. So I tend to agree with you. I think that's a great landing spot for Carr, and I don't want to say it's likely, but I just I just put him somewhere else, you know. So I think this could be yeah. Carr for sure. The rest of the division looks set, but I think there's a couple little nuggets here with Bengals, Browns, and Steelers too. Oh, okay. Well, let's let's hear some nuggets. Let's start with your Steelers, who obviously drafted Kenny Pickett in the first round last year, and it sounds like they're going to run back with Trubisky as the backup. Is that correct or no? Yeah, but the, the this one has fewer nuggets than the, okay. the two Ohio teams. Yes, that's the plan. There is a little bit of rumblings that the Steelers can save a nice chunk of money by cutting Trubisky. And I know a lot of people around here would love to see somebody offer them a fifth or sixth round, you know, fourth or fifth round pick or something like that for Trubisky. They could save eight million against the cap. I just want to double check that. I think he'll be back. He played well enough. He's a, a fine number two. Joe Burrow? He's going to get big money. You're not going to project the Joe Burrow trade, are you? No. Burrow's going to get locked up. But if I'm the Bengals, I also, in this a one-year deal to a guy like Andy Dalton, bring him back to Cincinnati. Like, I can't sleep well at night with the, the amount of punishment Burrow has taken with one of the bad Allen quarterbacks as my backup. Because if we go two months without Burrow, I still need to be able to be make the playoffs with somebody. So I know that's a ton of money for a quarterback room, but I'm extending Burrow, and I still have a lot of cap space this year. I want Dalton or somebody that's been around the block as my number two. You just need the 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 Cincinnati version of what Kansas City has with Chad Henney. That would be fine, or Bridgewater, or you know, I mean, somebody that's been around the block. This is where it gets difficult with the Browns, and, and I know we're not projecting mm-hmm. wide receivers. We're projecting quarterbacks here, and it's very er, er, uh, very easy because Joe Burrow is going to be that guy for Cincinnati for a very long time. Uh, but there's already reports about, oh, man, can you afford T. Higgins and pay Burrow and still keep Jamar Chase later, so do you have to trade T. Higgins? So yeah, yeah. if money's getting strapped, backup quarterback's hard to spend $8 million on. Yeah, it, it, big picture. I mean, right now they have a lot of cap. That's why I say a one-year deal, mm-hmm. give someone $8 million that's been around the block and because I want to try to win this thing this year. I don't want to be the team that gets derailed and I'm starting one of the Allens that aren't good. Even if Deshaun Watson plays bad for the Cleveland Browns, they've got so many guarantees and he's so locked up and you can't move him. Don't I don't see that. how anything could ever be different for Cleveland for a long time. Exactly. He's going to be the quarterback. Russell Wilson's going to be the quarterback in Denver. I mean, some of them are locked in. But again, I I wouldn't draft one there. You know, we'll get to Denver, but I wouldn't ignore my number two quarterback in Cleveland this year. AFC South, Matt, I think there's only one quarterback that's going to stick as the starter. Jacksonville, yeah. 
yeah, Trevor Lawrence. We'll we'll yes. we'll we'll talk about the rest of that division next. Trevor Lawrence, the starter of the Jacksonville Jaguars, no doubt. But what's going on with the Tennessee Titans, the Indianapolis Colts, and the Houston Texans, and of course AFC West as well. To finish up today's episode on the AFC side of the quarterback carousel, projecting all the starters in twenty twenty three. Today's episode of P and W presented by Blue Nile. Valentine's Day. It's coming up. Y'all know about it. I'm sure every guy out there is knowing about it and probably sweating about it a little bit as we're getting pretty close here within a couple of weeks of Valentine's Day. It means that, you know, maybe romance is in the air a little more than usual for some of you, maybe a little bit more sweat on the brow for some of you lovebirds out there trying to figure out exactly what to get your date. I'm sure you've got date night, whatever it is on the calendar for weeks, if that is the case, but maybe you want to get that something special for somebody. Have you found the perfect Valentine's day gift yet whether you're celebrating maybe this day of romance maybe you're ready to pop the question take your relationship to the next level you can find jewelry as unique as she is with the modern convenience of online shopping at bluenile.com simple online tools let you choose the diamond shape size clarity everything you can even talk to someone at blue nile to guide you through that process which is really important for a lot of guys out there uh, me specifically, if I was trying to uh, buy something special for my wife on Valentine's Day, uh, I, I would need to be led through that by by the hand. And Blue Nile experts can help you do that. Then their then their jewelers get to work, handcraft that perfect piece for your specifications. And right now, you can save up to fifty percent at BlueNile.com. So again, every order is insured and arrives quickly. Discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shipping is free, and so are returns. Save up to 50% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com for up to 50% off BlueNile.com. All right. Trevor Lawrence, quarterback one, Jacksonville Jaguars, yeah. locked in for a decade plus. Maybe he plays until he's 45. I don't know. I don't know if we'll still be doing our <laughs> show. Yet then, uh, but we've got the Indianapolis Colts, Houston Texans, and the Tennessee Titans here. Take your choice. Which one do you want to project out first, Matt? Because I think we're going to get three different starters. Well, I'm going to lump Houston and Indy together. And I'm taking a shortcut on three teams, and I'm just calling them first-round rookies. I don't know where Young, Stroud, Levis, whoever is going to land, but I think Houston is going to have a rookie and it might be a picket Trubisky situation where it doesn't mean he takes the first snap of the season. Maybe Mills is ahead of him in camp or whatever. But their projected starter in Houston and Indy to me is going to be a rookie in the first round. Just lazy on your part, Matt. I've got <laughs> I've got actual names next to my okay. And they are both rookie quarterbacks for the Indianapolis Colts and the Houston Texans. I have got Bryce Young. For the Houston Texans, whether that's picked at number one or number two overall, mm -hmm. and I've got C.J. Stroud for the Indianapolis Colts uh, drafted at number four overall. Okay, that's and, where I would land them too, honestly. Yeah. And so, uh, and Mills is there as the as the other guy uh, mm -hmm. in the second category for the Houston Texans, and it might be Mills in Week One, and then it's it's Bryce Young, right? But you draft the quarterback, especially you trade up for one number one overall, probably be taking snaps pretty early, and and, and sure. probably you don't believe in Mills anyway, so that guy's taking snaps uh, from week one and forever. So I, I thought about the connection with Jimmy Garoppolo here for the, uh, the Houston Texans because mm -hmm. of the Ryan's. And then I thought, well, you've already got Davis mills. What are you really gaining there? And you're just spending money. So if it's going to be Garoppolo, why not just go with mills again? And mills has shown you enough that he can be a stopgap, and you're going to draft somebody anyway, if you have 
Jimmy Garoppolo in there. So why not just be, plug the, the quarterback in and, and be done with it? And I could see us some other scenarios for the Houston Texans, but I don't know how you can project another quarterback other than Bryce Young right now, uh, mm-hmm. who's consensus top quarterback in the draft unless somebody jumps over the top of him. And by the way, Matt, I will say, I don't think it's going to be a frenzy of trade action. Like, is this quarterback class that good? It was billed as, hey, yeah, wait for next year's class. And I think more of that was probably because last year's class wasn't great. Uh, this class doesn't blow me away. No, I don't know that it would cost a fortune either to go from two to one. I and think I, that's why it's important. Like you can just throw a second round pick in because mm-hmm. I don't know they're going to get yeah. that many calls. And if you're the Bears, you might want to be able to get, you know, one of those top defenders rather than dropping down to, say, 11 or 12. Yeah. And I was listening to Lance Zerline, who not only works for NFL.com, and his dad was an O-line coach and uh, really knows the stuff, but he's a Houston resident and ho- hosts a Houston um, radio show. And he threw this connection out there, too, that this town needs a quarterback like Young to put on the billboards, to rally around. And, oh, by the way, do you know what D'Amico Ryan's alma mater is? Bama. You know, I mean, like there's connections here. It might be worth more to them to go to two to one than other teams would. Who's on the billboard right now? It's probably just D'Amico. Yeah, right. But there's finally a little bit of hope in the in the. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he had you know. an amazing press conference, by the way. I don't know if you heard it. Demico I Ryan. heard it was great. I didn't see yeah, it. Right. Yeah, the, the Texans fans got to be pretty excited mm-hmm. about the situation there. We um, might be talking so, about the Texans this year, actually. Yeah, Bryce Young, Davis Mills. That, that's what I got going yeah, on. Here. I like it. I think C.J. Stroud is the easy pick for me, uh, projecting out the yeah. draft a little bit here, too, for the Colts, just because I don't – people have talked about the Colts jumping up to number one. Uh, just height – Height, weight, speed, the the size for for Bryce Young. He's six feet, one ninety four, I think is right. Like mm-hmm. he, he said, apparently he's trying to get up to two hundred and ten pounds for the combine. So we'll see if that ends right. up happening, and, and he'll try to get over two hundred pounds. But everyone knows that he played at one ninety or whatever mm-hmm. uh, in his career at Alabama. Um, that's not Chris Ballard's mo when it comes to quarterbacks, and and maybe no, maybe it's different point. this time. They'll say, well, this guy's special, and and we don't love Stroud. But I just think the fit for Stroud is better, more on par with what the type of player that that Chris Ballard usually likes for the Indianapolis Colts. So it's easy for me to go Stroud there with Indy, not making a crazy trade up. I don't think a lot of people are going to be jumping into the top five Mm -hmm. to get Stroud and Levis in front of the Colts. So I think they can feel confident sitting back. C.J. Stroud at four, Young at either one and two. I like that. I totally agree with everything you just said. And and I don't care who Indy's backup is. Stroud will be in there sooner than later. It could be Nick Foles or or, whatever. So Tennessee is going to... This was one of the more, yeah. This was like the first team going down the list. Was like, okay, this is starting to get pretty hard here, and they have Ryan Tannehill. Uh, I I project that Ryan Tannehill does not end up on the uh, Tennessee Titans just because they could sign He's the guy I have and save fifteen million dollars while doing it just because of the cap number of cutting. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, who's had a nice career there. Uh, but uh, to be honest with you, now that I think about it, it's it's not an upgrade, and it's another often injured quarterback, but I've got Jimmy Garoppolo uh, going to the Tennessee I got you. Yeah, and so Jimmy Garoppolo, a lot depends on how they feel about Malik Willis, and I get the feeling they don't feel really good about Malik Willis, but Garoppolo would be a good combo if they felt like Malik Willis could develop after another season. Uh, I'll have Garoppolo there for multiple reasons. They need someone who can come in, help them win. Now they're a team that, that wants to be good today. The Rand Carthon, they just hired the, the GM from the San Francisco 49ers organization and, you know, Vrabel Patriots 
connection, sure, sure. Jimmy Garoppolo connection. So uh, I've got Jimmy G there, and they're actually saving money by bringing in a different, often injured, um, starting NFL quarterback by cutting Tannehill and just signing Jimmy Garoppolo. So I bet I get some blowback from you on this one. I have Trey Lance here, and here's my logic. And you mentioned Carthon. Was Carthon one of the people in Shanahan's ear saying, you don't want Mac, you want Lance? A, they have Willis. They could run a very quarterback running heavy scheme, also handing it to Henry and really be a difficult offense to play against. Um, and, and a lot of this comes from a Niner perspective, which I think you probably disagree with me. And I'll always concede that you know more about the Niners than I do. But if the Niners believe that Purdy is a long-term starter and they don't have a pick in the top 99, I think you trade Lance for picks and sign Darnold or whomever to hold down the fort until Purdy is ready, and unless he's out the whole year, which I don't think he is, but no one's, I don't have great information on that. I think this is a good opportunity to get out from Lance, get picks that you need, show the world Purdy's your guy. As soon as he's healthy, you plug him right back in. Yeah, there's, there's a couple angles here. One, mm-hmm. if Purdy did not get injured, mm-hmm. I would for sure be projecting Trey Lance to another team in trade. Okay. Yeah. And I still think the 49ers are going to get offers. So now it yeah, depends yeah. on are those offers enough for us to move off of potentially not having, um, you know, Brock pretty healthy at the very beginning of camp, at the very beginning of the season, depending on how all this goes. Because now you got zero quarterbacks because Jimmy Garoppolo is a right, free right. agent. You literally, if you traded Trey Lance, you would have zero quarterbacks in OTAs as of today. Right. So that's you would have to sign somebody. Right. You would have to sign and draft and, you know, you'd have to bring three quarterbacks in. Mm -hmm. Um, They already have to bring in two quarterbacks, probably a cheap veteran and a rookie, even undrafted free agent, even with both those guys. We still don't know what surgery Brock Purdy is going to get. He's getting a second opinion right now. That surgery is not on the books yet. Hasn't been scheduled. The six month timeline that's been laid out for one of those surgeries already puts you at the after trading camp has started. The every week you lose a big week, maybe you start losing preseason depending on where that goes if it creeps towards seven months. So, uh, I think Kyle, Kyle Shanahan has PTSD when it comes to these quarterback injuries, and uh, I think he's gonna want more quarterbacks, not less, more op- options, not less. So, are you talking about trading high first round picks to where the 49ers have to listen and say, We we thought Purdy was gonna be the guy. He's just injured for six months. Then he's going to be the guy again. It's possible. It's so much less likely now, though, that Purdy got hurt, that the 49ers move on. It would take a a heck of a haul, I think. Yeah, and if I'm Tennessee, I don't know that I'm giving you a heck of a haul because I don't have a ton to go off of. Yeah, I would be screaming conditional picks, but this is a move that would have to happen soon. You know, And that's problematic considering where Purdy is. He's kind of in the Jimmy land from a year ago of how healthy are you because if I'm the Niners and I move Lance – I need to go get Darnold in free agency. Like I can't just wait around and hope there's a quarterback there in July. Here's another way to put it. So uh, in this division, you've got D'Amico Ryan's just came from San Francisco. You've got Rand Carthon who just came from San Francisco. If they're not trying really hard to trade for Trey Lance, what's that That's say about Trey Lance and how right, they feel right, about right. it? If they're willing to throw say the 11th or 12th pick overall to the 49ers for Trey Lance, that's probably telling the 49ers they might have something with Trey Lance and, and it wouldn't mm-hmm. be smart to move off from him either. So that's another interesting one. Yeah. Do those offers come from those teams who know him the best? 
and then uh, th- that'll be pretty telling. So it's going to be a fun offseason there and just, uh, just a wild one for, for a whole bunch of teams, including the 49ers and Houston and Indianapolis and Tennessee. Who do you have plugged in for Tennessee? You have Trey Lance. I have Lance. Did Lance have, and Willis. Did you have any idea what the uh, what that that package might be? You're talking conditional, so I think it's less than you'll want to hear. Right, exactly. Which is where it's going to be so hard for the 49ers to take less and not have a quarterback. See, I'm thinking mm-hmm. like I'll give you my if I'm the Titans, I'll give you that uh, my second this year and a conditional one from next year that could be a two that turns into a one or a two that turns into a three if he stinks or something like that. But I know you want picks this year. Yes, and the 49ers finally do have a first-round pick next year. So this Mm -hmm. year's first would help a lot more than a next-year first, although you know a second this year and a next-year first could be more total value in the end than, say, even number 11 this year, depending on what happens with the Titans, what happens with, uh, you know, everybody involved but anyway uh that is the afc south how about the afc west patrick mahomes we know that one yeah justin herbert we yeah. know that one it's going to be wilson in denver got to be wilson in denver pretty much right uh so that leaves us with the las vegas raiders and those one denver note though is yeah. i think they would be crazy not to draft hooker from tennessee or yeah. Sign Darnold, somebody that's not threatening, but might still have a little bit of upside. You know what I mean? Yeah, especially with the on the rookie tip. Exactly. Somebody that could be even the guy next year if this all falls flat. They have someone that's like, hey, we actually like this guy. We can move off from Wilson now in mm-hmm. 2024, but we drafted this guy last year who's interesting at least. Gives yeah, him or if you're, you're two and ten, right. and it's a disaster, you put the rookie in and see if you got something. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yes, absolutely. So uh, everybody listening out there might remember that I gave Derek Carr to the Baltimore Ravens, Mm -hmm. which means there's a hole there for the Las Vegas Raiders. We know that Derek Carr is very likely gone. Who did you have filling that Derek Carr hole, Matt, for the Las Vegas Raiders? Yeah, I have Jacoby Brissett. uh, And I think Brissett is proved this year that he's one of the 32 best quarterbacks in the league. But this is one of the musical chairs that's not real comfortable to sit on, and several teams have to deal with it. And this is just the move I would make if I were the Raiders, is we we pushed our chips in. It didn't work. We lost at the, the blackjack table. It's time to get a to look at this thing from the bottom up and kind of rebuild. And Brissett's a great stopgap, tough guy, Patriot connection guy for me with Vegas. We went the same direction with Las Vegas, and it might not be sexy. It might not be what Raiders fans are hoping for and expecting here. I've got Jarrett Stidham here. Mm. Uh, I think he showed a little bit down the stretch. Uh, They gave him the job to bench Derek Carr. There's Mm -hmm. that connection that goes back to New England with with, with Josh McDaniels and Jarrett Stidham. And uh, they could draft somebody at the number seven pick. But again, I kind of went through the projecting the first round. And I don't think the Raiders can trade up. They need too much on their roster. And I think there's an opportunity for teams to jump in front of the Raiders as well yeah. for any of the, the prospects they might have taken if they fell to seven. So to me, this is a foundational year for the Raiders, not going big for Aaron Rodgers, not going up in the draft. And it could fall in the draft in a way where they have, it might be Brissett backing up Stidham or battling Stidham or maybe, yeah, maybe starting over yeah. Stidham. You know, that type of a situation I could absolutely see. But I've got Jarrett Stidham in there as the starter and this offseason being one that the Raiders build a foundation around a future quarterback potentially uh, yeah. in the long term. So we're going to do NFC tomorrow. But my last nugget, and this is more of a prediction, 
because we've I, I put three quarterbacks as first round rookies in there, and that did not include Anthony Richardson from Florida. But I've been doing this a long time, and my hunch is by the time April rolls around, he's going to be in every top ten DJ Kuiper mock just because the tools. Everyone's going to fall in love with them. So maybe he's even the pick at seven, but I don't think he's an opening day starter no matter where he lands because he's so raw. Yes, that's a good point. And uh, to tease tomorrow's episode, there's there's definitely some blockbusters that are that are uh, happening there. I think the the landing spot for Lamar Jackson showing up on both of mm-hmm. our lists tomorrow. And uh, I got a couple more names for rookie quarterbacks and specific spots that I really like on tomorrow's episode of Peacock and Williamson projecting the NF side, NFC side of things. Who will be the starting quarterbacks uh, when the QB carousel stops spinning in the 2023 offseason? Of course, get your questions in for Wednesday's mailbag episode, whether it's about these quarterback landing spots, Super Bowl 57. Of course, we'll be uh, previewing, making our picks for the Super Bowl as well later on in the week. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen. Matt and I back tomorrow right here, Peacock and Williamson.